A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All together now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus Speller with a croaky throat, but Manchester City won the derby. Newcastle and Cardiff both won again, and Charlie Austin wasn't happy. the lounge singer that is Marcus Speller <laughs> when you really get going with your voice you sound a little bit like Charlie Austin if, you are, if you've downloaded this show to <laughs> listen the world. in daylight hours immediately stop <laughs> put it back on tonight yeah. get in the bath put the candles light some candles get some jazz on Marcus Speller <laughs> is, is the late night sultry sounds <laughs> mm. of Marcus Speller who when he laughs now sounds a bit like Muttley as well yeah. so it's a, and it's also, an easy win there's the, odd, there's the odd squeak in there as well so it's it's like you're a like you're a sultry mm-hmm. lounge singer slash radio presenter who's also just hitting puberty. Yeah. <laughs> say this guy's in love with you, ladies and gentlemen. Say say <laughs> welcome to the football ramble night. Welcome to the football ramble nights, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> there you go, Lord. <laughs> nights. nights. Apart from, I sort of think that I hope my voice stays here. Yeah, yeah, I do too. It'd be a shame if I returned back yeah. to that rubbish I had before. You finally found your voice. <laughs> <laughs> I think your last mm. voice was rubbish. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure we're all very excited by this. Um, so let's get on with the show, shall we? Manchester United uh, were terribly unlucky against uh, <laughs> Manchester City. Um, I'd, I'd like to start just by saying Sergio Aguero's hair. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It, it's, it's, I, I actually quite, I, just, despite myself, I quite like it. 
I know what you mean. Yeah. I think he's, he's, a I think he's, he's, he's done a, well. But he's a man of advancing years who's bleaching his hair. And you yeah. don't you don't have that with me. Hang you on. would not have that with it's my silver. Not, type not, doing it. Yeah, but he, he's blue Sergio rinse, Aguero, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. no, yeah. yeah, good point, isn't it? Yeah. When you say advancing in years, he's still a young man. He's still, <laughs> yeah. he's still a very handsome man. Because when mm. Messi did it as well, I thought he got away with it. Hang on a minute. Has anyone else just realised, and I'm speaking to you, Jim, and you, Marcus, here, it's stunning when you think about it how little Peter's dyed his hair. Yeah, that is a good point. Have you ever dyed it? Yeah, well, that's something I used to bleach it when I was like, when of I was, course you did. When I was, uh, thought in One-Eyed Willie. In One-Eyed Willie, yeah. When I was in One-Eyed Willie, I bleached it and coloured it. Pillar box red was my particular colour. Well, how come you haven't done it in adult, in, into adulthood? <sighs> because uh, it's just, just, there's, there are things preventing me from being the man that I want to be. And it's, <laughs> and it's, and it's a little bit your hand. I'll have to let it be. Really it's a little okay. bit your hand. I thought you were going to say, in terms, of your, with terms of your release and all that. You don't yeah. want the, the, the peer pressure and the. I actually quite like the smell of ammonia off bleached hair. Right, right. That's why I quite like um, that um, sorted ammonia or licorice you get in, in Sweden. <laughs> right. So if anyone um, here dyes their hair, yeah. next time you have your hair cut, pop it in an envelope. Send it to Pete. Send it to Pete. Yeah, so I can yeah. sniff it. Just type it, just just literally write on the envelope, free post of Ramble. It'll get it. <laughs> <Yeah, okay. laughs> I think people should email in and say which colour they would like Pete to dye his hair. Yeah. Mm. If, 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 if Jose, with enough encouragement, I think. If Jose Mourinho listened to this show, which mm. he doesn't, mm. uh, but if he did, would he be very happy that we spent a good few minutes talking about Sergio Aguero's hair <laughs> rather than the uh, performance of his team? Well, Marcus's, uh, would. Marcus's voice is as deep as they're defending. <laughs> hey, yeah, very good. <laughs> and, it's, and it's creaky. <clears throat> yeah, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a little stat for you. First time in top flight history that three sides are unbeaten after 12 matches. Of yeah, course, amazing. Manchester City are at the top of that. They were helped, though, uh, by just having two two uh, friendly matches before this one. When, <laughs> when Mourinho said that about Man City's friendly matches, for a second I thought, oh, did they have a couple of behind-closed-doors friendlies? No, yeah. I was quite... And then I thought, oh no, he's talking about Southampton and an actual Champions League game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. they did, they did, he did sort of go on to say that um, they did have three away games in eight days, and I do agree with that, but... Well, it's a fact, or it isn't. Well, it's nothing to agree with. But it either happened or it didn't. Yeah, I know. But like, is this an away game, really? I mean, it yeah. I mean, they make every match in Manchester an away game anyway because they can't get their bus to the fucking stadium. Yeah, that's but, true. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair. Point. Did, they have, did they have a better time getting to Man City Stadium <laughs> than they did their own? Probably. I hope it appears that way, doesn't it? Yeah, but, but by your rational, by your rationale, there, Peter, saying that if you're within the same city, is it an away game? I think you find that it was an away game for River Plate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, like, what really? I suppose it doesn't surprise me, and that in itself is is the talking point, is how quickly we've got used to Man City and Man United statuses having utterly, utterly reversed. Because it always looked like City were going to win. Yeah. From the off, it just seemed like this is fairly routine. Of course, City looked like the slicker, better team. And it's not just the result. It's it's the City with a team with a swagger. Mm. City with a team where, of course, they're winning it. And that, that, that I mean, you know... This is a fairly recent thing, but they've, they've dominated so Man, so utterly in the Man last City, few years. Man City were in yeah. League One in, in recent memory, though. Yeah. You can't really sort of say that they've completely switched sides. You know, they're, oh yeah, Man, um, Man well, City's still a very no, of, of team. no, but I mean, like but the evidence on the pitch. Yeah, Manchester Man City are by far the best club side in the country. Yes, yes. And obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's you know worth pointing out that Man United won this fixture last season. Um, but it's just it's, it's the like, manner of the defeat. Absolutely, it's the manner of it, isn't it? And it's the manner of which. City and, and United held themselves. You know, mm. Mourinho was making excuses, but they, they just seem pretty silly. Guardiola is having a go at Raheem Sterling for doing stepovers because, <laughs> you know, uh, coasting a, a, at home over Man United isn't a big deal. If I was yeah. Raheem Sterling, yeah. do you know what I'd have said back? I'd have said, well, hang on a minute. In the Champions League, I did a step over and I won a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> but you weren't even in the area that time. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I could get a penalty for anything. It's a derby. And have you seen how disrespectful Jose Mourinho yeah. is when he wins uh, a football yeah. match? Yeah, and Jose Mourinho doesn't make excuses. 
the only way Jose Maria makes an excuse is just after he said he doesn't want to make an excuse. Yeah. And that's how you know he is making an excuse. An excuse is coming. It's like the excuse yeah. timetable. Yeah. What about, yeah. What about that Gundogan goal? Love oh, it. I mean, that was... I, I, even, even when the ball came in, um, watching it back... I thought to myself, he does actually cross the ball. Like the final <laughs> pass is across, and, and, to which lands on his foot six yards out. He has mm. time to take a touch and slot mm. past David. I mean, it was a perfect was touch dead. as well, by the way. It was. It was an absolute gut punch as well, because obviously like, Manchester City started the game so, so, so well, and they always do. Before the goal that was scored, 96 passes to Manchester United's five in the first 12 minutes, which wow. is insane. 93% possession, something like that. Because um, Man City take games, don't they? And Manchester, Sorry, Man City take games, but Manchester United, they kind of have to rescue games, don't they? Mm. They did it against Newcastle yeah, a few weeks ago and stuff. And, that's right. And, and Man United were in the position where you thought if any team was going to score, it was going to be Man United, but then Kentuckians go, my God. <laughs> and, and also, don't, I don't think we should underestimate or understate how good that touch was. Mm. To be that close to the goal and have the ball fizzed into it at that sort of pace to kill it dead mm. and then finish against I know he's not been in the, in, the, in the best form of his career but certainly one of the best goalkeepers around mm. in a big game it's amazing yeah. that was a decisive goal it's as like well. the closest you'll get to catching a ball with your foot yeah yeah. I mean it's ridiculous that there was there was 44 passes leading up to that I mean that will do Mourinho's head in and he's, it's interesting <laughs> he's he taken, doesn't care about stats does well, he well <laughs> yeah, perhaps but he, he, he took a different tact normally he slags off the players and he said, mm. yes, we made mistakes, but he actually didn't do that for a change, which is quite interesting. Could see a change of uh, of approach from him in, in the post-match and all the rest of it. Uh, but the fact that Gondoyan took that ball down, had so much time, it was embarrassing mm. for Manchester United. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Well, they, they just looked absolutely second best all over the, all over the pitch. Didn't they? They said, and, and Man United started very slowly again. Yes. They keep starting slowly. And... and... And I understand this is Man City, but still, you got to get yeah. But they still need to compete. I mean, that's what, mm. regardless of how easy that is or not, that's what Manchester United under Jose Mourinho are tasked with. Yeah. They've not spent a Spurs amount of money. They've yeah. spent a decent amount of money, slightly less than Manchester City or whatever, but fine. They've still spent a lot of money. Yeah. And if you're judging Mourinho, Mourinho's Man United in this stage of his of his tenure there, which I think we should be because he's been there a while, um, they're miles off. They're miles yeah. away. They look like a good top half team mm-hmm. and that's really how they started the season. Sorry, Jim. I was going to say what's really telling is when um, when Mourinho and Guardiola took over at Man City that was the narrative wasn't it? It was Pep versus Jose mm. and we were all really looking forward to that and looking forward to how that would kick off but Guardiola has, has won it so convincingly you don't even really think of it now. No, it's, it's, it's not the same. And, and, and also you can, you can judge the manager I think in this situation on three things one is the results now okay he's picked up the Europa League and he's finished second mm. in the league and, and fine so you can give him a sort of pass on that I'd say because Man City is so much better but the other thing is has he improved the players that were already there when he turned up uh, and has he got the most out of the signings he's made if you look at the signings that have Manchester United have made since Mourinho's been there and we have to be we have to believe that given the lack of um, sport and director at the club that Mourinho is at least involved in those signings. We have to because mm. because what went on last summer about him identifying these um, these uh, centre backs and not getting them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mourinho's having a say in these signings, mm-hmm. and the players that have come in: uh, Baye, Zlatan, Mkhitaryan, Pogba, Lindelof, Lukaku, Matic, Sanchez, Dallo, Fred, and Lee Grant, the goalkeeper. Well, Baye, uh, he doesn't seem to like. Like him, he doesn't, no, he doesn't play consistently. Latan's obviously gone. Mkhitaryan's gone. Pogba, we all know about the problems that Pogba's had under Mourinho. Lindelof sometimes doesn't look ready. Lukaku's a streaky forward. Matic looks past his best. Sanchez has been a shadow of the player. Uh, Dallo's a young player. Fred, um, 
Mourinho, for some reason, doesn't want to play mm. him in big games. Yesterday, he complains about Fellaini and saying, oh, I didn't want to play him from the start. We had Fred on the bench. He didn't, mm. he didn't bring mm. him on. So yeah. if you're not going to play him and you want to bring Fellaini, and you say you want to bring Fellaini on um, to, to have an impact, play Fred. He cost you 50 million quid. He, and then Lee Grant, who's the goalkeeper, who's not really expected to do much uh, at this point. So he's, the signings they've brought in, the however many years he's been there, it's been way short. Absolutely short. I just don't think he panicked and just thought, I'm going to really disrupt the midfield and just have Fellaini and the big boys in the middle. And it's just like... It's so basic, it, isn't it? It's such a basic... It's something I would do. We go, oh God, just sight and see. manager. If somebody, just, if somebody just gave me a load of players that had different physicalities, I go, all right, Man City, you're going to pass. Mm. Let's just kick everyone. Put Fellaini in the middle. Let's disrupt. Let's mess up their rhythm a little bit. But you don't need to because they were so hard work in the Manchester City squad. You, you they can, work so hard. And you can, you can allow someone like Mourinho to... And I think he's been a brilliant manager over the years and everyone does. And you can allow him to pull the wool over your eyes if you want to. But there's no way on earth that a Fellaini, Matic and Herrera midfield mm. can deal with the way Manchester City play. Yeah. It's, it's so basic it's to be unbelievable. And I think... And I know United have come off the back of a, of a good winner in Turin and that was a little bit fortunate in my, my mind and I'm sure you guys will agree. Sometimes, when even when he brings Fellaini on, he just sticks him up there and gets nod mm-hmm. downs off him. You think this is a three hundred million pound football team, yeah. and they're getting nod downs on second ball. If Big Sam was doing that, he'd be laughed out yeah. of town. Yeah, but it's, you know? it's, it's worth saying as well that Pogba's a huge miss in a game like that. You know, it's, that's gone very much against you. Know, yeah, I mean, fair, but I mean, you but talk that, about Mourinho pulling the wool over people's eyes. He's not pulled the wool over Graham Souness's eyes, has he? No, he hasn't. Oh, Graham Souness <laughs> and Gary Neville. All oh, attention. <laughs> Gary Neville, the first like ever... weeks. The first ever dick tuck alive on television. <laughs> <laughs> he, he absolutely shit himself. Which is, I'm not, I'm, by the way, I'm not blaming him. It's like the Luke and Pete show. It is. Marcus Speller doesn't interview Graham Souness and he didn't get scared, did you, Marcus? Uh, that's that's H- half true. That is, yeah. <laughs> Answer the question, Marcus. <laughs> Answer was, the question. Is it yes or no? I didn't get scared, <laughs> um, but I was behind reinforced steel. Yeah. Um, but but uh, the damning statistics from the BBC about Manchester United uh, this season. It's the first time since 1990, 1991 that season that Manchester United have lost as many as four of their opening. 12 games in a top flight season and it's the first time since 1977-78 that United have had a negative goal difference after 12 games of a top flight season Jeez. they are damning statistics mm. and and someone someone said earlier I forget which one of you guys it was that they do they do sort of play with fire a little bit and, and you know that they cut the comeback win against Newcastle um they had a, obviously a sort of quite fortunate comeback against Juventus uh, which they deserve credit for, but nonetheless, it was they, they rode their luck at times, uh, to say the least. Bournemouth as well. They Bournemouth started really well. United yep. got out of jail there. United got out of jail away at City last season. Uh, the tuna down at half time mm-hmm. came back to win three two. And I sometimes think if you if you keep doing that, mm-hmm. sooner or later you're not going to do it. It's not going to happen for you. You can't carry on playing football in that sort of way where you think, okay, yeah, we're going to start badly and we're going to get fall behind or be on the on the rack, but we'll come back because it's not always possible to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, they've got three sort of winnable games coming up, so I expect them to, to do okay. They, they've got um, Crystal Palace at home and they've got young boys at home and they go away to Southampton, obviously after the, all this is after, after mm. the international. Right, it's a friendly <clears> game. <throat> Never discount yeah. young boys. Yeah, young boys is another friendly they've got mm. in the Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Man City that has friendlies, isn't it? That's yeah. true, that's true. All right, well, let's go down uh, to near the bottom of the table. There was a huge win for Cardiff City mm. in Neil Warnock's 100th game in charge for the club. Um, he didn't consider it a must-win game beforehand. <laughs> He Which doesn't consider it? this a must-compete season, though, does no, he? I think so, yeah. But did you see his little face oh. when they got the winning goal? You've got to be Loved pleased it. for Warnock, haven't you? No. Yeah. <laughs> Never. Yeah, that's true. You, you know what? I mean, they've got two wins now. And obviously, you know, the, the red card helps a lot. But that's more than Huddersfield, Southampton and Fulham. And, like, 
The thing with Cardiff is because mm-hmm. Warnock has been saying all this stuff, and obviously there is a you know there's a, there's a truth to to the unreal, I suppose, realistic expectations for them. But they're basically under no pressure exactly. this season. They are still like, sleepwalking might, to relegation. Well, I in know, my but, opinion. Uh, but there are there are three other teams that might be doing it in a far worse <laughs> well, way. Not Cardiff who might definitely. change manager, who might you know panic. Yeah. Spent a lot of money. Cardiff Pete, haven't. Pete, you got to remember, yeah. only three teams go down. So you tell me you couldn't see Southampton, Huddersfield, and Fulham going down this season, just being yeah. worse. Of course you could. It could happen. Fulham's got more up top. Though. Fulham's got more. Not recently, though. No, they they've, really lost, they've lost a load of games in the row now. Mm. What? By the way, what is Martin Atkinson doing when <laughs> he, when Solbamba scores at, yeah. to the point where he has to ask him if he took his shirt off or not? When yeah, he had his shirt yeah. off for about twenty seconds. I was going to say, and it was Sorry, quite Sol, clear. Did, did that yeah. go in? <laughs> yeah, but, but the referee. I've, I've, I, 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 mean, I don't really know the and protocol. He painted his body underneath. Yeah, no, he had not I don't know the official protocol, but I'm sure I've seen referees run over to the celebration, usher the players back on the pitch, say, yeah. "Come on, let's get on with the game." Yeah. But I haven't seen from the footage what Martin Atkinson was actually doing. <laughs> yeah. To not know. Mm. I mean, if, if he asked absolutely anyone in that stadium, they could have told him. Well, this is yeah. what yeah. I just went, went to I the can't... Predator. Did you go invisible just then? <laughs> yeah. Yes or no? It's, yeah. a, it's a yes or no question. I know you went invisible. Did you kill that man or not? Because <laughs> <laughs> it seems a bit yeah. of a coincidence. He doesn't have any skin now, and I swear <laughs> he did before. This is, um, this is another... Call for VAR, surely. Yeah. All right, Charlie. detectors. <laughs> oh, we'll come on to Charlie in a minute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like Charlie, but this is yeah. brilliant. There should right, be detectors in, minute, in, in the bottom of the shirt, and if the bottom of the shirt rides above the nipple... The alarm goes off. Detectors on the nipple, detectors on the bottom of the shirt. The nipple to um, uh, bottom of the shirt ratio has to be at, uh, to a certain level, and if, if it goes higher, it goes off. You okay? Uh, I want investment. <laughs> <laughs> I need investment. For 20% of the business. 20% of the business. <laughs> uh-huh. Ideas at UEFA.com. Yeah. yeah, I think you probably not the weirdest thing I've suggested. And, uh, and in, um, serial entrepreneur, uh, author of the uh, the famous infant uh, chip bowl helmet, Pete Donaldson's yeah, exactly. in the den, and he's looking for a million pounds for his nipple alarm business, and in return he'll give the dragons twenty percent of the business. Yeah. Peter, your floor is yours. Um, re- look, guys, we all have nipples. We all have tops on most of us, or so, most of the time. Certainly in the, win- in the winter. Certainly months. in the winter. Months. Months. Sometimes Sometimes it's a episode with and it's important to know in these turbulent times whether you've got a top on or not. Yeah. Uh, and this product will uh, show for anyone who wants to know free data. Free access to that data, mm. whether you've got a shirt on or not. I'm out. And Marty Atkinson can get involved. I'm out. Here's what do you why. Mean? I'm out. Why? I'll knock you out, mate. <laughs> you a million quid for for 20%. How many sales have you done? I think this is no. getting away from the fact that Sol Bamba nearly scored an overhead kick. Yes. <laughs> should, yeah. should Sol Bamba, here's a little question for you, slightly related to the Raheem Sterling one from last week. When Martin Atkinson asked the question, <laughs> should Sol Bamba have owned up and said, yes, I did take my shirt off? Uh, maybe you forgot it's a, it's a, it's in it's the a, kind of the madness we've had it. a couple of these uh, conversations this week haven't we with, in, what do you know the what? Luke, so, kicking the floor and stuff a few people made the point though that if Raheem Sterling when he obviously in the Champions League and the, and the referee should have he should have said no I actually he didn't mm. touch me should a defender then say actually no I did kick him six feet up in the air true same thing yeah. mate yeah. same thing yeah absolutely uh, I mean Martin Axon should be doing better there yeah I mean, I mean there's no, there's no he, the thing is there's nothing because the the very nature of the fact that a goal. I mean, I can't stress this enough. A goal's been scored, so the game's dead at that point. Okay, there's nothing happening. Yeah. What is he doing? Yeah. Mm. Is he is he doing his shoelace up? I've no idea. Is he dreaming? Phoning up a taker? What's he doing? I've no idea. He, what he what, what to... is he looking at? Because Sol Bamba, 
took his shirt off. Like, and it wasn't like there was a massive crowd around him when he first took it off. Hmm. He must have just looked at the halfway. Like, I don't know what he's. He's doing. a small maybe, bloke, though, so maybe he couldn't. Ninetieth yeah. minute, though, he's going. Oh, what minute? Does well, Scott maybe he's thinking he's like. <laughs> how much, he's adding up the extra time, isn't he? Oh, he's, he's going. Forgotten. How long's a game? How long's a game? Is it ninety minutes? <laughs> he's just. He's worried that he's left his. You know. Front door open, or like you know, he's yeah. just had a little lapse, hasn't he? He's yeah. thinking yeah. about the he's was thinking he about a, the nipple shirt detective. Was he he in his car, a la Maltese joke. <laughs> could have been, <laughs> could yeah. well have been. Um, just a quick one on this: Dale Stevens uh, was given a straight red card. Correct decision. Yeah. Yes, uh, it was okay. instinctual from the referee, I think. But he's, it was oh, just, he, he, he overran the ball. He, he went in. He saw that, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. I he went in way too strong. I thought yeah. it was a red card. All right, then uh, let's move on to Newcastle United. Another win for them so soon after the last one, Peter. My goodness. Uh, it came after Newcastle's worst start in the top flight for 120 years. Mm. They're now t- up to 14th. Though. I'll tell you what, if you want Alan Shearer type goals, oh, yeah. Rondon no, second oh, was yeah, an absolute yeah. no, beauty. That, no, that was not an Alan Shearer goal. Yes, it was. Hang on. My favourite favorite Newcastle striker is Les Ferdinand. Is, is Alexander something Mitrovic. deep inside me gave me a little twinge. That was a Les Ferdinand head. Okay. That was not an Alan Shearer head. All right, you've redeemed yourself. <laughs> if, it's, if it's Ferdinand or Shearer, I mean, it's the same, <laughs> laughing, same business, isn't it? Can you Pretty use good. his full name, please? Sir Les Ferdinand. Thank you. Sir Leslie Ferdinand. <laughs> it was an absolutely was brilliant header. Yeah. Before, before I knew it, I was reminiscing about being back in the park as a kid. Yeah. It's an amazing header. Like not you don't amazing see him. defending, For but some he reason you don't see him. Yeah, but it's not amazing defending because the forwards got in front of the defender yeah. so well. You can't blame a defender for that because that cheapens yeah. the move. That's what Rondon's there for. I mean, yeah. he scored a hat trick of headers, obviously, for West Brom, mm. didn't he? Which he, is one of the, maybe the only or one of the few times mm. it's happened in the Premier League. We want to see more of that. Yeah, he leapt like a hammerhead salmon. He did. <laughs> did, yeah. If a hammerhead shark or salmon in this case, mm-hmm. if the head had a little exploding nipple alarm on the end of it, <laughs> yeah. and exploded that point of contact yeah. right on the valve, yeah, uh-huh. and then Martin Atkinson came up and went, Is that, "Was that a goal? <laughs> that go in? Was that a nipple? What's the score then? What's the score? Have I got a top on? <laughs> if only there was some way I could know." Yeah, like Ronan got a lot of criticism, and, and, and he just didn't look fit for the longest time. But he looked, he was involved in everything as much as they sort of pointed out um, mm. after the match. But like. Brian sort of pointed out that should a top flight side have to choose between Salomon Rondon mm. and Dwight Gale in, a, in 2018 really in the should they have to leverage Dwight Ooh. Gale should they have to lose Dwight Gale for the sake it's a good, of it's a good point it's, it's a, a good fair point, point. I, I mean the good news is that the bottom half of the Premier League is so unbelievably shit <laughs> that Newcastle are now 14th so, just yeah. by virtue of the fact that they can defend uh-huh. you know what I mean mid-table like, I mean mm-hmm. they, they had I know Marcus you said that mm. the, the start of the season Newcastle had this season was the worst they've had two wins up to 14th yeah but but the thing is they started, They were poor last season they were, they were in the bottom three for a while mm. at the start of last season yeah. and they eventually were fine they had a really tough start Newcastle I yeah. know there's problems there I'm not trying to cheapen it but they 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 don't get hammered. Their goal difference is, mm-hmm. is much better than the teams below them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's slightly better than Crystal Palace's, but in terms of the rest of the teams, then it's much better. Mm. So it's almost like an extra point. Mm. And um, I, th- I don't think they'll be relegated because I think the coach is I th- too good. I, th- I, think the, I think the disappointment with Newcastle fans, I think, were players who really ended the season strongly, like uh, Kennedy, just had three or four absolutely mm. abhorrent matches, yeah. stinkers, turned uh, draws into losses, turned uh, wins into draws. It wasn't a great start for players like that. But even like players like, I really back Christian Atsu. When he comes on, he looks like a shadow of, of the player he used to be. Right. So there are situations where like players have gone massively off the boil, but you know, right. it's a long season. But to put in perspective their start, I mean, their next games, Burnley, mm. West Ham, Everton, Wolves, Huddersfield, Fulham. Yeah, they need to... They, point, if, yeah, yeah, yeah but if they're yeah. not cementing a mid-table finish with that run, yeah. <laughs> or, or certainly by, uh, <clears throat> by say, February, they should be mid-table with a run like that. I just think with, with Rondon, and look, I know he's a limited striker, as you say, 
Um, and you don't want to start thinking, oh, well, he can head the ball in like that every week. But he does, he can get on the end of a cross mm. with the likes of Matt Ritchie in there and one or two others. And also, yeah. he's, he's a big, busy sod, isn't he? So there's a lot of, he can, he <laughs> yeah. can hold the ball up. Would you, would you like to see Newcastle just sort of base the team around him for a bit, Pete? Because one of the things it looks like Newcastle have lacked is, is a plan. Well, isn't I, think, it? I think you can't really rely on his fitness. I think uh, Rafa mm. Benitez, I think, goes above and beyond when it comes to explaining the fact that he's not fit. And I don't think it's necessarily his legs or his body I think it's just the fact that he's a bit he looks a bit heavy you need legs at this level you need <laughs> legs, legs yeah. as Parlin said yeah it's true he's a big busy sod mm. though um, it shows uh, what a good start to the season Bournemouth have had as they've lost back to back matches but are still sick yeah, they've, yeah. they've won one in four and they're still sick in the Premier League incredible Yeah, mid table well, yeah. grabs How looked close to tears didn't he at the end He's always got a bit of that about him though yeah, mm. but hasn't he, he I mean if you lost uh, if you've been playing that well and you lose to Newcastle would mm. you but I, th- I think Feel. Eddie does seem like a, a very... He's got quite a sort of soft manner about him, hasn't yeah. he? And you can see how he would flip into tears straight away without you realising. Eddie mm. could be like a good kind of... Um, you know those models they put in karaoke videos? Who yes. sort of walk through um, Paris yes. at dawn. Sort of, he'd be like, great at that, I think. Thinking he's... about his lost love. I wouldn't yeah. have him in Dragon's Den. He couldn't be a dragon. <laughs> no, he's, not, he's too soft. He'd be investing all his money in everything yeah, all the exactly. time. It's strange because his name doesn't match his face. He looks like he's a boxing promoter that also runs a haulage company. True. Or he sounds like he that. Sounds like like that but he doesn't look like that he's at all. He's based on Don Howe. Don Howe and Eddie Stobart. And Eddie Hearn. <laughs> and, and indeed Eddie Hearn. Yeah. Yes. yes. It works. That, that it is true. Work. That is true. <laughs> all right then. Well, we are going to talk about Charlie Austin after this. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Very good, that. Enjoyable. I want my players play with balls. Yeah, play with that. balls. Yeah. I love that. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. It's now time for emails with Peter the Don. It is. Hello, guys. It says Sam. A while back, you had a feature about dads behaving strangely at matches, and I would like to add one that happened yesterday. Upon travelling to Reading uh, for the uh, Switch match, my dad realised the date on his watch was one day ahead. 
His watch would not allow him to roll it back, so this meant the lengthy task of rolling it around the 31 times it was needed. Mm-hmm. He seemed agitated by this, but agreed he would do it when he got home. As the game kicked off, I looked to my right to see... There he is, spinning it round while keeping half an eye on the game. The whole process took him, took him 17 minutes. <laughs> he missed three goals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love dad. agitated dad. He's got one. Oh, <laughs> something's like really sort of at the back of his head. Go on, let you sort this out. Um, Silas in Canada. Hello, Silas. Uh, hey, lads. Uh, Chris Smalling's Instagram was hacked, apparently. I saw that. Uh, one of the many comments of can't even defenders on social media. I found very amusing. Um, <laughs> Uh, Ushin says uh, fun fact uh, related to Alan Pardew's contract David Moyes still has eight months left on his Man United contract yeah wow. that's, a, that's yeah. a gift that keeps on giving mm-hmm. Chris Morning had his um, Instagram hacked by I think a Romanian football fan ah. and who I, th- I might be getting this wrong but I think was posting quite a lot of references to Gigi Bacali maybe oh, yeah. oh, maybe yeah. yeah okay well, there you go I'll, I mean I'll sell you I, I saw, the reason I saw I um, the password was a lot of people got in touch with us saying um, he can't even defend his own Instagram account yeah. Yeah. yeah there we go said that. oh uh, yeah, I know <laughs> but I was trapped in, in, in my defence I was looking for I want to be a, so- a Socceroo update uh, thing so I, oh, I, right, I, okay, wasn't, fine. I wasn't listening do you, want to wind your, do you want to wind your botch back? Yeah, sorry, mate. <laughs> Evan Allen says, Hello, Ramble. Uh, I have some first-hand experience of Didier Drogba's final game because it was played in my hometown of Louisville, Kentucky. Mm. Phoenix were held scoreless in the cup final with Drogba well and truly pocketed by our centre-back, Paco Craig, who is the son of none other than Mikey Craig, the bass player from Culture Club. Very Car- good. Karma Chameleon apparently plays every game. Very Car- good. Back-to-back good. champions, Louisville City FC. So well done, Evan. Thank um, you for that. Louisville, obviously, you're at the home of the great Muhammad Ali. The Louisville mm, lip. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, we got uh, two quick ones from Upcar Baradia. Uh, hello, Upcar. Um, the recent Bradley Stokes Collins John discussion thread reminded me none other of, uh, well, sorry, reminded me of uh, Mark Winslow coincidental name nonsense at my beloved Crystal Palace in 2008. Through a comb- combination of uh, promoter youngsters and shrewd loan signings, Ramble favourite Neil Warnock had amassed a squad containing players called Hill, Hills, Hall, and Halls. Which is very good. good. Which made his uh, uh, the club's decision uh, to sell Fitz Hall to Wigan a season earlier a little bit more lamentable. And I think and wonderfully uh, some, alliterative. Someone that came up on um, on the radio the other day, England's cricket team have got a Stokes, Wokes, and Folks. At the nice, moment. nice, That's good. good. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, sorry, I was just going to say John Rudd and John Ruddy. Yes, it yeah. was quite enjoyable. De- there's Declan year. Rudd and John Ruddy, isn't it? Oh yeah, that would have been yeah. too much, wouldn't it? Yeah. John, John. Yeah. yeah. If you want to get just a short, short the football ramble. Dot com is the way to do that. And you remember John O'Reilly, um, who runs a football club out in Perth in mm, Western Australia, yes. was looking for a striker. Well, we've put him in touch with a couple of players. The most pros- mm-hmm. most sort of promising prospect looks to be <laughs> Stephen McCann, who's got in touch because he played, um, he's capped at under-17 level for Republic of Ireland, um, was on the books uh, training with Newcastle, Leeds and Charlton. Nice. Um, he's, he's, um, he was offered an MLS deal, but turned it down for diff- different personal reasons. But now he feels like he's back up to speed mm-hmm. and he might be able to sort of uh, do a job. He thinks he can get to League of Ireland level again now. So maybe he can go out there and do a job for Armadale out in Perth. Um, yeah, so that's the most promising prospect at the wow. moment. They've been in okay. touch together. I've seen the emails yeah. copied in. So we'll see. We'll keep you posted as to what happens on that front. Him and Solomon Rondon are the front runners. Yeah, well, Solomon <laughs> would probably get a pay rise, wouldn't <laughs> do he? We, <laughs> do, we get, do we get a slice of this, by the way? We're um, literally yeah, agents. I've inquired about that, but yeah. there really is no money on it. <laughs> do you want, do you want um, 15% of a six month contract? at a sports shop because that's what you're going to get (laughs) you'll take anything Yeah. do I get Um, a big mug sports direct style yeah 
Oh, that's enough of that, Peter. Let's talk about Southampton against Watford. Charlie Austin gave a post. It's a joke. We play in the Premier League, the best league in the world, the most watched league in the world. Give them all the help they need because clearly it costs us two points a day. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. I, I, joke. I, I love it. I already like Charlie Austin, but this is yes, next level. Like, because he he was his fury in the post-match um, interview exactly matches fury on the pitch afterwards to the point where I feel like he's probably still just kicking things in his house his, now. His missus posted on Twitter a picture of him re-watching the decisions at dinner <laughs> in a restaurant going, going, just leave it. Just leave uh, it, Charlie. Charlie, shut up. <laughs> his, his eye was slightly bloodshot, presumably. Because just from just rage. Yeah. It wasn't a great weekend for officials generally, as no, we've mentioned no. with uh, Martin Atkinson. Um, <clears throat> but... I have to be careful what I say here because people know I don't I don't like Southampton. But I do like Charlie Austin. I've liked him for years and I mm. really wish Portsmouth signed him when they had the chance to, but they didn't. Um and he's you know he's a good player when he can stay fit. But how do you guys feel about the idea that Watford had a nailed on penalty turn down? Well, exactly. Oh, completely. They absolutely did. Because the, the referee refereeing was poor. It was inept. And, mm. and we've been saying on this show for a long time. Huddersfield should have had a penalty in the Newcastle match. But there were a lot of poor decisions all weekend. Fulham, and, Fulham and, should have won 1-0. And people, <laughs> and people realised that. But... I'm, I, I feel quite uncomfortable when players get so animated about a decision in isolation. Yeah. I understand why, because I mean, clearly he wants to win the game. And if I was a Southampton fan, I'd be delighted about how angry he is because he clearly cares a lot and he wants to win. Mm. And that's, that's great. Mm. But there were some other poor decisions in that, in that, in that game as well. The one, about, the one on Nathaniel Chaloba, which was, I mean, it was a, a nailed on yeah. penalty, yeah. Yeah. which would have changed the, con- the context of the game as well. To be fair to Austin, though, he might not necessarily know that from the pitch. True, yeah. At that point, that. Yeah, I think that's what we're saying is when you hone in on a decision in isolation, you can then start to come back to bite. Yeah, yeah and other. But of course, you know, passions run high, etc., and so on. But I think if, if I was the manager, the trouble is the manager's Mark Hughes, but if I was the manager, <laughs> I might say, all right, Charlie, you're off post-match interviews now. <laughs> yeah. But the problem is, like, Mark Hughes is known for being a bit of a whinge bag, isn't he? So, oh, he moans so, about everything yeah. all the time. So I'd rather, yeah. I would rather hear Charlie Austin oh, absolutely. just give it both battles, because at least he was involved at least well, in maybe trying to rescue the situation. Mark probably sent him to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it all the time. At least it's entertaining. Is there an yeah. argument, though, that this might actually be a bit of a turning point for Southampton? Because obviously when a team aren't a performing... Joke. Exactly. When a team aren't performing, they can rally around them. Well, well, they're all, they're quite often accused by their fans of not caring and not trying, and clearly, you know, no one's left under any yeah. um, illusion there. Like they they care. Austin in particular really really wants to turn this around. They've got Fulham next, so they can take that energy and take that anger into it, and maybe it'll be a you know, maybe it'll kick things off. Okay. Well, well, just ahead of that game, may I just try and bring them back down because Mark Hughes has a lower win percentage than uh, Maurizio Pellegrino. As Southampton manager, yeah, you know, stick with the Austin stuff. <laughs> don't don't have you doing the team no. talk, no, 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 no. Mark Hughes Speller. <laughs> I, I always when, when this when they when you hear a player talk about VAR. I remember when we did a ramble meets with Jamie Carragher, and he said, "Look, you need to understand how unbelievably frustrating it is to work as a professional athlete, and everything's geared towards the weekend of winning the game, and you work really hard, mm-hmm. and then referees who." who make too many mistakes, who aren't given enough help, whichever way you want to look at it, cost you particular particular points or goals or whatever. And it's it's not acceptable because of the, you know, and he would say because of the amount of money involved and all that kind of stuff. I do understand that point of view and I understand from a player's side, they just want to win and they just want to, and when you get feel like you've been robbed yeah, of something, yeah. it can be very, very annoying. Um, but... Are you saying that you fancy a bit of VAR in the Premier? No, I'm not. I'm saying I'm saying I'm happy to give referees help. I think they should have help, but um, I don't think VAR will solve it because I think that well, in that case it would. In that mm-hmm. particular, so what case help should they be given? Well, there's lots of different options, aren't there? You could you could have a referee in each half, for example. You could have the, the thing Pete was talking about earlier. What's that? Nipples. About nipples. the nipple alarms. Yeah. yeah. 
But yeah, you could have that. Yeah, a couple of examples there for you, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Yeah, I, mean, I was thinking I one remember. of them was more likely than the other. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm want to hear yeah, more exactly. about the Nicola Lama, yeah. as you know. I remember Carragher saying in an interview that um, people say, "Oh, there'll be nothing to talk about in the pub." Talk about something else. Yeah, yeah I <laughs> couldn't agree with him. Yeah, that's, true. that's a fair point. Yeah. That's a fair point. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, gentlemen, let's go down to the championship, shall we? There was an incredible game uh, at Norwich City where they beat Millwall 4-3. Mm. Most of the goals came in the last 11 minutes and yeah. obviously plus injury time. Norwich 3-2 down going into injury time and it looked like Millwall had done a proper job on them, mm. scoring in 81st and 83rd. And then uh, Norwich scored to make it 3-all in injury time. And did you see that Millwall had a corner at a 3-all? Game's still there to be won. Yeah. And they were like, oh, actually, maybe we should be a little bit more conservative. And it, and it came back to bite them on the bot bot, yeah. Jim. Yeah, I mean, Norwich also had a penalty saved and they, they a, an amazing volley disallowed. So that was yeah. a lot oh. going on in that game. Well, the guy who, missed, who had the penalty saved scored the winner in the yeah. 97th minute. That's it, yeah. yeah. Um, but they, they top Norwich um, after Leeds were thumped by a brilliant West Brom performance. It's an incredible division the championship mm, even yeah. for by its own high standards mm. it's unbelievable my, my friend Charlie's a Millwall fan and he, I saw him post on Facebook my team is a joke he was gutted he's <laughs> yeah. absolutely gutted a, a theme among Charlie's at the moment <laughs> it's a joke <laughs> yeah it's a joke <laughs> yeah. absolutely uh, uh, Villa won 3-0 away to Derby which a mm. uh, little bit of a surprise I suppose mm. if you think how well Derby uh, have been doing they haven't lost for a little while but great win for Dean Smith but nice to see Terry and Lampard in opposite dugouts <laughs> hey. I, I'm really pleased for Dean Smith because of course he's a you know, yeah. big Villa fan and all the rest of it and it's a, it's a fantastic result for them to go to Prop re- Park and win because Derby hadn't mm. lost um, Derby for a got, good while before that they've got realistic promotion promotional uh, ambitions if you will but the, uh, but the bad thing is that Aston Villa started yeah. this is how close the championship is Aston Villa started so poorly that mm-hmm. they fired their manager yep. right by their own standards okay um, and then now I think four points off the playoffs yeah mm-hmm. yeah, and nine points well, off the well, top and, and to throw in as well what about McLaren and QPR yeah well, I mean I know we've mentioned this subsequently but again it's worth to reiterate the point they were so bad when they started, we thought, surely he's not going to last. What was he, manager of the month he was given? They won four out of the last five. I think he was yeah. given manager of the month. And what are they, two points off? They're two points off the playoffs, I yeah. Mean, they're seven on. points off the top. They beat Brentford in the West, one of the West London derbies, 3-2. Always saying Neil Dean War- Smith's old team. Uh-huh. Always saying Neil Warnock. He's got a bit of the spirit of the championship in there. And you joking around about Europe. Could happen. Well, the problem with McLaren is he's got this psych like, reputation as being quite a tragic, tragic comic <laughs> figure. Mm. So every time he loses, I mean, to be fair, they were beating seven one by West Brom at one point. Yeah. Um, well, they've just done a number on Leeds, you know. It's so. true. Yeah. Well, that's but true. Seven one's bad in any. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to take a positive out of that. Well, we've got the one. We've got the goal. Yeah. <laughs> Nipple alarms aren't going to help you in that situation, Pete. Is what I'm saying. They could yeah. be repurposed. But will they harm you? Probably not. <laughs> Do them anyway. Um, so he's got this tragic comic element to his to his Which life, I, I suppose. <laughs> Which is a harsh thing to say, but you understand what I mean. I think that's unfair. It is unfair, I think but that's what this show's all about. Yeah. <laughs> not here to be fair. Yeah, life's not fair. Exactly. exactly. Ask Charlie Austin, he'll tell you. All right, Len. Well, after the break, we're going to talk about the FA Cup first round, and we're going to crack open the WhatsApp group. See you in a brief moment. Graham, did you ever suffer from self-doubt? Um, no. Love that. Of course Love he did it. What a question. Only, on, when, only when he was interviewed by me. Yeah. Did a little yeah. bit of self-doubt he creep thought, in. I've met, I've met an equal. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I don't know the answer to that question. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember seeing something with Graham, uh, or hearing something with Graham once, where he talked about his FA Cup, oh, sorry, his European Cup wins. And um, one of them came against Real Madrid, I believe, and, and he said, and, and he went on a, quite a long... European of, Cup. Yeah, that's, that's what I said. No? I thought you said your FA Cup. L- European Cup. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, my fault. Uh, and he, he went on a quite a long diatribe about how dirty 
Spanish teams were back then. And he was saying, of course, it's not like it is now. They were real dirty players back then. Well, that, that is true, but obviously... Yeah, but, well, I'm going to admit... Oh, he takes one to know one. It probably is true, but I mean, come <laughs> on, Graham. But, but I love the fact that like, Graham said was like, had a really serious heart operation, like not like in his last two years. And like, he's come back possibly even more powerful than he was before. <laughs> yeah. It's so in his head, happened. it's been an upgrade. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're on, a stent, you say, Alf. <laughs> yeah, he, um, he, he, went, he went for Gary, didn't he? <laughs> he went, <laughs> I wonder why Gary is he stopping short. Fear. What he, he sniffed did, he did. That's last what he I want Gary looked like he'd been caught in some sort of bear trap. Oh. <laughs> I, th- I thought it would be the first time we ever saw a man gnaw his own leg off to get away from a, a punditry studio. But um, and they needed Richard Keys there to relax the studio guests. No, they, they did every week. Nobody Marcus, Richard Keys, and Andy Gray were very good at relaxing a studio guest. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. all agree on that. Without any means possible, yeah. <laughs> even if it made other studio guests or people in the, the members of staff feel very uncomfortable. Well, when when Graham asks Gary. <laughs> uh, is is he is Maria getting the best out of those players? I'm not going to go back onto the United thing, but yeah. it's an obvious question. The answer yeah. is no. Why is Gary not saying no? Yeah, it's interesting. What what did he say? What was what was? He said, I don't Gary know. I don't, so know. I don't know. I, tr- I truly don't really. He, know. he was intimating that he wasn't sure if those players were anywhere near as good as they should be, and whether any manager couldn't get the best I out. Think, of I think I think Gary Neville just wanted the situation to end as quickly as possible. Yeah, therefore he's engaging sort of, in the conversation. He's very sort of anti Woodward, though, isn't he? He's very anti kind of Man United establishment yeah. behind the scenes. He but he doesn't like, say he is. He said that a few times, hasn't he? He's definitely. He's sort not, of says, I've never seen him have a massive pop at the. Uh, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I've just not seen uh, it. But. Yeah, he, I think he does all his pops through, through Fizzer. Yeah. Fizzer's <laughs> What's Fizzer's Fizzer for pop? <laughs> yeah. Fizzer, could you say this for me? Yeah, sure. Oh, what? <laughs> I realised... Why do you oh, keep whispering oh, it? Bit, I, <laughs> say it loud. Yeah. I realised that the character that I'm playing in Red Dead Redemption 2 is uh, very much reminiscent of Graham Sooners physically. Is he? He's got mm. a big old bushy tash. Hey, this is the kind of chat for the WhatsApp group. We need a picture oh, of that. Yeah. Firstly, we need to Shoot, say... this has been attached for 30 years. It's been yeah. a long time. Uh, well, firstly, we need to say the preview show sponsored by Bet365 is out on Thursday, of course. How did our best better do, Luke Moore? Well, old John Simonelli. Old Johnny, baby. Uh, he's, yeah, his, his, his Manchester Derby best bet did not come in. Did mm, no yeah. get energy. Remind me what it was. It was Man City to be winning at half-time yep. and it being a draw at full, t- at full time. Yeah. Didn't happen. So, um, show at thefootballramble.com with best bet in the subject line. A lot of you are doing that already, and I'll pick another one for Thursday's show. Lovely. Love that. All right, the FA Cup is underway, believe non, it or non, not. Non-league dogs on Twitter, really coming into their element. Mm. Perfect like time of year for them. Beautiful. This is, their, this is their 4th of July weekend. This. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, been, it's been underway for a long time. This is the first round proper, though. It's the first round. Pro- sorry, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I don't be disrespectful of those non-league yeah. teams who play about sixty-four games already. Yeah. Forgiveness, please. This yeah. is the time that Sunderland and the Metropolitan Police team can get together. Yeah. Yes. You know? It's the first time since two thousand and fifteen that Sunderland have won an FA Cup match. <laughs> Beating Port Vale. I mean, Port Vale versus Sunderland, the first round. I mean, that is a glamour tie. It is. Do you the think first in, round of the FA Cup? Do you think in twenty fifteen, if yeah. you offered them a chance to be in the second round, get relegated twice, but win an FA Cup match? They, they, <laughs> What do you think they do? Wait like, up, wouldn't they? Yeah, Wait I, up. yeah. I would. I would. Be, it's only Casavan. I'd take that. I would talk in code, Jim. <laughs> I would say to them in 2015, can, we can guarantee a second round in the FA Cup in 2018. <laughs> They'd be like, hang on, is that, yeah. is that fourth or second? Yeah. <laughs> um, Geisley. They went four nil up. I almost yeah. didn't win. Guy, yeah, <laughs> Geisley against Cambridge to open it up. Oh, what a guy! I mean, the non-league side one. knocked out the League Two side, but yes, they nearly balls it up, didn't they? I love and the good thing that goal that was it. Will Hatfield? You yes, scored? it was. Yeah, he looks. I, I don't know him. I've never seen him play before. He looks a bit older. Mm-hmm. I love an aging non-league mm-hmm. player. We all there's, do. there's a guy who plays for Gosport Borough, my local team, called Justin Bennett. 
And I think he might have scored almost 300 goals for Gosport Borough. Wow. <laughs> Do you know so what, he's, he's, done, he's made that perfect um, uh, spot for himself yeah. where he, he's not quite good enough to go to a bigger team. Mm. Um, but he's also, he doesn't really want to go anywhere else. Yeah. So he just stays there. But and maybe, just bangs the goals but in. But maybe a few years ago, it wasn't lucrative to go to a slightly bigger side, you know? Yeah, true. Gosport Borough did have a bit of money there, and they haven't now. Um, but you wonder whether those 300, would he, tra- would he trade those 300 non league goals for 30 League One goals? I, I don't know. Would you? Uh, well, I always want to get the best out of myself, <laughs> um, which is why I'm speaking like this. You're uh, speaking like that because you were celebrating Pompey's win so loudly over mm, the weekend. Yeah, exactly, exactly. A little gasket. Um, but yes, Portsmouth, they're, they're, they march on. Uh, they beat Maidenhead 4 0 away. I mean, they're the big boys. That's a big result, that. Yeah. Big boys, Pompey. Did you see the conditions? It's sent a message to the rest <laughs> of the competition. <laughs> it? It sent a message to Timmy Mallet. Pompey. Yeah, Pompey. <laughs> Where do you want this plaster? <laughs> Pompey. <You're a> <laughs> Pompey have won the FA Cup in living memory. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they have. In living memory. <laughs> 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, it, it, it seems a, it seems Formality. a um, Timmy Mallet was there with his tin foil FA Cup. If you don't know who Timmy Mallet is, uh, one to Google because I can't I'm, be bothered. I met him once and he might, he's up there with the strangest people I've ever met. Well, in, mind, in, isn't in it? Yeah. <laughs> he tells exactly the same story. <laughs> well, Peter, he apparently supports Maidenhead and Oxford United. Yeah. So I'll I was, well, I, I, I'm, I'm fairly certain he's popped up at an Oxford United game on the telly yeah. not that long ago. So it I was surprised to see him at Maidenhead with his own little foil he, FA Cup. He rescued a woman in the Hartlepool Marina once. He was in a hotel and uh, she fell into the water and he saved her. An mm. unlikely superhero. Yeah, very unlikely. And he hit her over the head with a foam mallet. <laughs> yeah. well, get back in that, there. That's the reason why he was in. Yeah, um, <laughs> there was a, there's, a, there's a video doing the rounds. Um, of, of a Portsmouth fan singing Play Up Pompey in like mm. a baritone operatic style. Mm. Have you seen it? It's, yeah. not, it's not as good as people think it is. Though. No, no, no. Really? On, I thought on. it was all right. Yeah, the on. guy with the bells there, though, isn't he? In he, the background. He, yeah. yeah. Yeah, all all it's missing is Luke Moore. But the the reason why it is particularly <laughs> impressive is because that's why I've got the voice like this. I had a go at that. What is it? Play up just play up Pompey. Yeah. Yeah. Not play bad. I think you had a I think you had an alright go there. Yeah. I mean you've you've just done that after slagging off his effort. A play. You just you just wobble a bit. Do it, do it. Have a go. Play up Pompey. And the rest? Yeah, go on. I don't know what the rest is. Pompey play up. It's only six words. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Two of them repeat. Pompey. I was like, down, now, 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 now. Pompey play up. Uh, yeah. It's like a, um, I, it's it's like a palindrome. Yeah. I think that was good. I got a set. I thought that wasn't bad. Jim, do you want to have a go? Uh, not really. I think you should keep that voice and Pete, you should always speak like that. Yeah, I'm the 300 league goals. That guy singing properly is the 30 league one goals. Yeah. There we are, you see. But there's hmm. still a few more non-league sides in the cup because they drew. Did you see... Um, oh, did I know you see, what you're going to say. Yeah, the worst tackle of the weekend. Well, the tackle, really. Was it a red card? Yeah. <laughs> I think I think even Martin Atkinson might have taken some advice from his assistant and then set a red card. When, yeah. when, <laughs> joints, when joints go the wrong way, yeah. it's horrible. Oh, I tell you what, though, the, the opposition player, who was it again, Chorley versus... Doncaster uh, Rovers. Doncaster, the Doncaster player, I forget his name got straight back up which was a relief yeah, yeah definitely. because that man might not have been able to use yeah, that no, his, leg again his, yeah. his legs were <laughs> oh man referee didn't, so having, said, having said that um, the referee didn't give a penalty for that even though it was about a foot inside the area so I mean it I think the horror was just too horrible yeah yeah yeah, yeah but uh, straight red without yes. a doubt no question of it yeah, yeah I mean well. and, and also cost his team the game because they were winning at that point it certainly did it certainly did alright then gentlemen let's crack open the whatsapp group let's crack open the whatsapp group I never know where this is 
You got a little jingle for that, Pete? Have you got a little jingle for that, Pete? Have you got a little jingle for that? No, I've not got a jingle. No, we haven't got a jingle. For God's sake! Welcome to the WhatsApp group, everybody. We have got a jingle. It's just hard to find. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> but it's your filing system that makes it yeah. hard to find. Yeah. Jim, Jim, Jim. <laughs> I specifically did not read an abusive email that someone sent to you on the uh, show at the football ramble. About Everton. It was about some stat. Yeah. yeah. Well. Oh, you've been reading the emails, have you? Oh, yeah. Jim, Everton. No, I just I remembered it because I've got a stat wrong about Everton because yeah. um, yeah. I said they hadn't won on a Sunday since March 15, but it was actually won an away game. On Sunday, I think we yesterday. So fuck yeah, them. so yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm Team Jim on this one. Uh, yeah. I thought Everton were going to win that match. To be honest, I thought they well, good. you were wrong as well. I was yeah. wrong. All yeah. right, gentlemen, we're in the WhatsApp group. Let's leave that chat yeah. behind. Get us. inside the WhatsApp group, everyone. Yeah, enjoy it. Now then, so, chuck a few emojis around. <laughs> yeah, some at home. <laughs> talking, a voice message. <laughs> talking about lower league football. Let's go down to the Blackburn Sunday League First Division where it all happens. Um, their manager, Daryl Hartley, uh, was looking for a centre-half to play for their side and he asked Colin Hendry on Twitter if he'd like to play. Big Colin took up the offer. It's a pub side called Moorgate FC and Colin Hendry, at the age of 52, marshalled the defence and mm. this is not a veterans league. You can get young lads, you get teenagers, 20-somethings and mm. Colin Hendry was at the heart of that defence and they won 3-2 and he played the full 90 minutes. Hartley said Hendry was first at the ground and he gave the half-time team talk as well yeah. and he said he didn't let any of the younger, fitter lads and speedier lads run rings around him. He knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. There's, a picture, there's a picture of him. 52 years there's old. There's a picture of Come him on. In, uh, in, the, uh, in the dressing room and he's got like one of those sort of under-armour undershirts on. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. pretty decent, Nick. Decent he's yeah, he's wiry. Yeah, but yeah. he, I mean, he, Apparently, he was the first person there, as you say. And uh, when the rest of the team arrived, he, he told them they were late. Uh, and he's told them that they, he's going to play again. I love that. I he was, yeah. I mean, he was a phenomenal defender. He Colin was. Hendry. I love well, the fact he gave the halftime to <laughs> yeah. talk. I'm surprised he didn't sort of demand to go up top because he started as a striker, didn't he? Um, back in the day before he uh, joined Did Blackburn. He really? Yeah, yeah. He's 52. He's got, he's got 30 odd goals for Blackburn over two over two periods, I think. I know, mm. but at the age of 52, <laughs> we're playing, we're Get playing up top. We're playing a deep line. <laughs> Where's Don Hutchinson? Because <laughs> if, he's he's not, if he turns up late, that's out of order. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Copa Libertadores uh, final is underway. The first leg was delayed due to heavy rains, which is something that we've come to uh, come to appreciate with with football played in in Buenos Aires. Of course, we it think of Argentina against Peru. Worked, yeah, exactly. Mm. A different stadium. Of, worked of a treat for me because I wasn't around on Saturday, but yeah. I, was, I was able to watch it yesterday. Mm. There was plenty of Boca fans in the stadium singing and dancing in the rain. Yes, there yeah. were. So, I mean, know, the, the atmosphere there was so strange because as, as you will all know um, there are no away fans allowed uh, for the fixtures and um, when River scored their goals the, the quiet was so strange but then when oh. Boca scored their goals the surge from the fans yeah. it's like a stampede it's an amazing <laughs> thing to witness River scored their first goal straight after Boca scored didn't yeah they? that's right yeah. I love the Incre fact it's an incredible game it's every game. goal is celebrated like it's a, a 95th minute winner yeah it, it was quite strange to see a game which you could legitimately claim to be the biggest game in the world. Certainly the biggest game of the season so far in club most, football. Most fiercely yeah. contested, you yeah. could say. But the standard's not that good. No, it isn't. So it's quite a strange sort of juxtaposition. It is. I mean, you've got some... Uh, you've got some decent players. Some players who featured for Argentina in the World Gargo, Cup. Gargo, you know, obviously Tevez. I mean, I think he's Armani played in goal. I think he was in this Argentinian squad. Yeah, so there's one or two, but yes... Uh, the Argentinian league is, is not the best quality and you can think of the players they produce Yeah, it's, it's quite interesting I know they go to Europe at quite a young age and, and so on and so forth but uh, what it perhaps lacks in quality is made up for in, in, uh, in the, uh, the ferocious nature mm. of, of a game like that and it's the first time these two sides 
have played each other in the final of, of, of this tournament in its history, which I suppose is not surprising if you consider the amount of sides that play in that tournament. You know, there's some, some big names in there and so on. But then on another hand, you know, I, I was I was slightly surprised, quite mm. oddly, but but there we are. So but, there's, but there's no, there's no. I mean, the, the squad that they've announced that are going to play um, a couple of friendlies uh, in in this international break. Um, it's a squad of you know of, of a decent size, obviously as you'd expect. There's not a single Boca or River play in it. Yeah. Mm. So that tells you the standard wouldn't necessarily be yeah. as you'd expect. When sure. you think of Boca and River as being massive mm. football clubs, which they are. Well, and you can remember some players playing for them. Yeah, quite. The likes exactly. of Ariel Ortega or something. Yeah, yeah like but that. I mean, of course, or Raquel may have you know, some Marcelo. Salas. But you know, the, the players going over to Europe is, um, you know, it's a sort of a cliche thing to say, but obviously it does have a huge effect. I mean, it's a fallacy that you know. Um, South America can just easily produce these uh, amazing players. You know, at some point there's going to be a drop off if if all of your best players well, go abroad. And Jim we're Andy, at that point. Andy Brasso on the continent was saying a similar thing, but in the context of the Dutch league, they're known as producing these amazing players. But mm. what's actually happening? I don't know how how well it is relate relates to their to their their current national team woes. But Andy said, didn't he, Marcus, that the players, rather than moving from Ajax or PSV, like 22, 23, they're moving at 16, 17, yeah, yeah, and 18 yeah. now. Well, this is like yeah. in Brazil as and well. So, yeah. so they haven't got a chance to develop. And, and so it's, it's probably similar with, with that. It, like if you if you lose a Rude Van Nistelrooy at 18, like you don't just, you know, clip a bit of his hair and grow another one. Do you? It's like, Pete, it's do not you know, it Dragon's yeah. done about that as well? I, I, I cannot um, confirm or deny I'm involved in a DNA cloning service no. well, while as we speak. While we're on the Patent subject. pending. You, talk, um, you talked about um, okay. Carlos Tevez, uh, Marcus. Yes. Um, when Marcus um, put the running rod around, he actually put one around from 2012. On yes. this date in 2012, and, it was really, and so it was really interesting to see some of the stories that were in the running order. <laughs> I mean, can I just say, when I first saw that running order attachment this morning after just waking up, I first couple of tiers down, the guy was a little bit sort of bleary eye. <laughs> opened it, and I was like, "What? What is happening? Did, did you have have Paul, I slept for?" Paul Pogba's been <laughs> been dropped for the match between Juventus and Pesaro. Yeah. Did you feel like Alan Quantum Leap? Yeah, I did a bit. BT, there we are. Yeah. Um, what uh, else? What else was involved in the running order from six years ago today? Edgar David swearing on goals on Sunday. Love that. Could yeah. happen could again. Stop, yeah, could happen now. Carlos Tevez has been very critical of Gary Neville's work commitment, saying that any assistance to the national team bosses of the big footballing nations wouldn't be pundits in their spare time. What a surprise! Carlos Tevez having a whinge. Daniel De Rossi <laughs> sent off for punching Stefano Mauri in the face. That could have happened. That yeah, could yeah. have happened. Yeah, which is oh, nice yeah. to, to uh, take a look back. That's lovely. Adam Johnson. He's lovely. Um, uh, Peter, you mentioned uh, DNA, people messing around yeah. with themselves, if you like. Um, What's this about? No, not November, Mark. We can't do that again. We are staying in the WhatsApp group. You know what this is. For some reason, I felt compelled to uh, to open the door on this, listeners. So if this goes terribly wrong, I am to blame. Um, but Peter, you were sending us a number of pictures of, of Japanese people who have engaged. No, in, no, in no. The... This is incorrect. This is massively incorrect. It I was is. sending you pictures of bodybuilders who were injecting themselves with uh, Lysol, which is uh, like a like an oil, yes. uh, to make their um, their Bicep. guns look bigger, uh, but to a really extreme degree. So there's these guys who've got these massive guns, yeah. but their wrists are like mine. <laughs> They're really funny. <laughs> so so um, who brought in the, how do you say, bagging? Because it looks like a bagel. Oh, sorry, it was sorry. me. So basically, um, in Japan, oh, I don't think they still do it. Uh, what they do is they inject <laughs> um, saline solution into their foreheads yeah. and then poke the middle of it so it looks like you've just got a bagel in, on, you, on your head. Why? Well, I, I, I'm not an ambassador for it. Because if someone no. said to me that, I would think they've got a bagel around their head. Like a sweat. Yeah, no, no, it's on, I'm sure it's you could on do the that forehead. As well. yeah. Unsurprisingly, <laughs> project that, wouldn't it? <laughs> unsurprisingly, one of the examples looked like Pete. 
Yeah. <laughs> Everyone looks like me. Have you done oh. a bit of bageling, Peter? I've not done a bit of bageling. It's disgusting. Man. <laughs> Lives yeah. in Soho. Could have done. Yeah. Um, I've got a Fort William update if you want one. Yeah, right. I know everyone's jumped on the Fort William FC bandwagon now. There's been mm, a documentary mm. made and all sorts. I'm not taking credit for that, but just make your own, you know, make your own mind up. Um, they got a three-all draw last week, Fort William, with uh-huh. Clack McCuddin. Well done, yeah. lads. Followed that up with a 13 0 defeat to Fraser. Yeah. So, business as usual. Yeah. Just, they give themselves a platform yeah. and they got, gives with one hand, takes away with the other. Well, the other team have had friendlies, haven't they? So. Yes, true. Yeah, the I other team can... warmed up a couple of friendlies against Shakhtar Donetsk. <laughs> Southampton, that's why. How can you draw three or one week and then lose 13 Same uh, division. Same division. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm ridiculous. Yeah. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. We've made it, or I've made it to the end of the show. It's been <laughs> an absolute ruddy pleasure. We'll be back on Thursday, of course, for the preview show. Show. Say goodbye, Luke Moore. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Pete Donaldson. One more match. Say goodbye, Jim Campbell. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me, ladies and gentlemen. Baggling. This was a Radio Staccano production. Baggling. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.